Florida eyes a monster, a major hurricane swirling off its shores. Forecasters warn that Hurricane Idalia could be a once-in-a-lifetime storm that will gain strength as it barrels towards the panhandle. Already, officials have ordered evacuations across much of the Gulf Coast. They've told residents to expect widespread power outages for days, and they warn storm surges as tall as two cars stacked on top of one another. And that, of course, that poses a life or death risk to anyone who stays behind. Let's get straight to CNN meteorologist Derek Van Dam, who is in Clearwater, Florida. What are you seeing so far, Derek? Yeah, Donna, it's the calm before the storm. And listen, uh, what we've got behind us is a record warm ocean, and that is not what we want to see this time of year with a strengthening storm. It is going to feed off of that warm water, and that means we are expecting a strengthening Hurricane Adalia upon arrival, right? Wednesday morning, that is what we're eyeing for the Big Ben. Look at 85 mile per hour winds. That is still a category one, but we are forecasting a powerful category three teetering on a category four. You're splitting hairs when you start talking about the potential destruction that a storm of that magnitude can actually bring. But it is over the open waters of the eastern Gulf of Mexico and it is pushing up the storm surge as we speak. There's the latest information from the National Hurricane Center. 125 miles per hour. That's just a tick short of the Category 4 status. And you can see how it uh, exits Florida and enters into southern Georgia and the Carolinas. You need to be watching the storm very closely as well. Wonderful resources here at CNN. We have the ability to show you from the air why this coastline is so susceptible. Uh, and you can see the approach of some of the first rain bands here into the greater Clearwater Beach area, Tampa Bay. Within the next hour or so, we expect tropical storm force gusts. But these numbers have been updated from the National Hurricane Center in terms of potential storm surge. Again, this is above normally dry ground. As we zoom into the great, the big bend of Florida, uh, this area has the potential to see up to 15 feet of storm surge. We have all seen this story play out before. We are reminded of what happened roughly a year ago in Fort Myers Beach with the storm surge and the catastrophe that unfolded there. But this is the worst case scenario for a highly vulnerable coastline and you can see why. It is just so shallow in this part of the world. The intercoastal to the barrier islands there standing roughly 5 to 10 feet above sea level. So if you're talking 12 feet of inundation, the potential to have that water come up and over these areas is certainly a possibility. Where we're located and also into Tampa Bay, 4 to 7 feet, that will still cause problems across the uh, immediate coastline. And uh, we're going to monitor that very closely as well. Dana. Derek, we will be talking very frequently uh, as this storm gets <clears throat> even closer to where you are. Thank you for putting that all in perspective. Appreciate it. And already in Florida, a frenzy to fuel up and get out of the harm, get out of harm's way, I should say. The warnings are coming from officials and newspapers across the state. Game time and no screwing around. Those are the headlines from newspapers there. And last hour, the governor said power outages could plague the state for days. When you look at where this storm is going to hit, there's a lot of heavily wooded areas. So I think you're going to see a lot of these trees knocked down. You're going to see power, power lines knocked down. And it's just going to require a, a concerted effort. CNN Sarah Seidner is covering it all for us. Sarah, really blunt warnings coming from officials up and down the coast there. 
Yeah, and they've said it over and over. And we've spoken to the mayor of Clearwater. We've spoken to the sheriff of St. Petersburg. We have talked to the head of the FAA. All of them speaking with one voice. If you are in a mandatory evacuation, evacuation area, get out now. Save your life. Worry about your stuff later. It looks like nothing is happening. There is a little bit more wind that we've noticed uh, come upon us from the seaside, but this is going to change. And when it changes, if you are not already out of harm's way, you may not be able to get out of harm's way, especially because, yes, this is going to be a strong wind event. But as you just heard Derek saying, this is really about the storm surge. That is where the danger to life is. That is where the danger uh, for structures are. When that surge happens, it's not just as if it's a slow trickle. It is a rush and it is coming at you fast and furious. And it is just not something that you want to mess about with. We heard from Governor DeSantis. He's just added 49 counties that are all under an emergency order at this point in time. And he did mention something that is particularly interesting and particularly something to pay attention to. He says, you know, you'd have to go back to the 1880s or the 1800s since the area that's going to be hit here has really seen a hurricane on a path like this one at this strength. We are expecting it to be, by the time it hits landfall, a, a category three that's packing a whole lot of winds, but mostly it's bringing up that water. And I just want to remind you uh, of something because of the day that it is. It is August 29th today in 2005. August 29th is seared into a lot of our memories because that is when Hurricane Katrina made landfall. And that too was a category three storm. And what was that all about? It was about the water. That's what was so deadly. That was the problem. And everyone needs to be aware of that if they are in a mandatory evacuation zone. Dana? Such an important point. I was actually thinking about that this morning as I looked at the calendar. Uh, a memory uh, that is seared into all of our memories uh, back then, a very unfortunate one. Sarah, thank you so much. We will be checking back with you throughout the day, even the hour, if you see something change there. Right now, I want to show our viewers some live pictures of Key West. You can see winds are already whipping around as Adalia lumbers towards the coast there. And in Cuba, already it's getting a brutal glimpse into what Florida might see in mere hours. People are wading through knee-high water as evacuation buses idling in rapidly rising storm surge. You see those photos there, that, that video. I want to go to Cuba. That's where CNN's Patrick Oppmann is. Patrick, what are you seeing? Well, the skies are finally clearing here, and, and the long process of uh, long arduous process of assessing damages is just beginning. And, and of course, uh, when Adalia uh, skirted western Cuba, it came as a much weaker storm than what the Floridians will face. It was a tropical storm, and then it turned into a Category One hurricane uh, early this morning. And while it would seem like Cuba missed the bullet, you know, those images of people walking through flooded streets, uh, some of the, the rain that we felt uh, all throughout the morning, it was just lashing people who uh, were trying to go to work. We didn't expect it would be quite this bad in Havana, but we had hours this morning uh, where the rain absolutely pounded us. And uh, we saw how quickly uh, the streets can flood, uh, how the wind can just pick up out of nowhere. It actually knocked over some of our camera equipment kind of out of the blue this morning. Uh, so 
uh, situations can change very, very quickly. And of course, Cuba uh, got a, a much weaker storm than what Floridians are going to face because as uh, Adali travels uh, into uh, towards uh, uh, Florida, it is uh, it is going through warmer waters, and that is the fuel for hurricanes. So Floridians are going to face a much, much stronger storm than we faced here in Cuba. Patrick, thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. And the storm is spelling travel mayhem. It is one of the busiest weekends coming up of the entire year. It's Labor Day weekend. Let's talk about that with our own Pete Montine. So, Pete, for those planning on traveling this week or looking ahead to this weekend, what should they know? You know, if you have a trip to Disney World or Universal or Tampa, you are no doubt glued to the airline app to see what the latest is about how this storm could impact things. And it could really have a nationwide impact. You know, we're hearing from Southwest Airlines, which is especially well leveraged out of, of Tampa, and it could be uh, disproportionately impacted by this storm. The Tampa airport closed at 12.01 a.m. today, a preemptive strike, really, because they're mostly concerned there about the storm surge. The airport is right on the bay, and they're also concerned about projectiles, the infrastructure trying to move airplanes out of the way. Uh, it's really causing a trickle-down effect uh, to cancellations nationwide. These are the latest numbers from FlightAware, about uh, 491 cancellations. That's the latest from FlightAware, checking it right now, uh, 1,083 delays nationwide. These numbers are going up by the moment. The FAA is monitoring this from its uh, data center, its command center in Warrington, Virginia, and it says it has had a, a teleconference earlier today. There is another one being planned for later on today. There is big concern here that this storm is going for some major hubs. St. Pete Clearwater, it closes at 3 p.m. this afternoon, so we're only hours away from that. What's interesting is that Orlando International Airport will remain open. Thankfully, at least right now, at least the airport is saying that it's inland and it won't be too impacted that badly. But we're seeing airlines already try to make it easier for passengers to change plans. So many people anticipated to travel for this long Labor Day weekend, and we know that behaviors have changed. A lot of people really start traveling on Thursday just because mm. of the fact that they can work from home. So this could have a really big impact here, Dana. Okay, we'll keep in touch about that. Thank you so much for that reporting, Pete.